Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! oh the the horror. horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow, or whatever, shoot out moonbeams. Yeah. I don't know, to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions or swarming requests to uh, our email address <laughs> at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can visit our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Sure, 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 sure. You can do those our things. Our back catalog, uh, mm-hmm. season one, season two. Connect to social media. Connect to your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want swarming requests. No. It's, uh, no. No, it's a bad joke, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in good taste. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, yeah, we're doing no music. This is a stocking stuffer. One of two, maybe. Maybe we'll have more. Who knows? I'm so, going to cram my in. story into your stocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. So buckle up, bitches. Yeah, so apparently in Canada... Good old Canada, where everybody's happy, chipper. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be worth its own episode. Yeah, but I figure we'll blow the lid off now to show, uh, you know, when it when it was and that we really are shooting this from the hip today. Uh, yeah, so what is it? Four teens? Five teens? Eight. Eight teens. Eight teens. Uh, what's uh, known as swarming for all you uh, non-hipsters out there. Yep. Swarming is used in the workplace in a lot of spots where more than one person attacks a project. Yeah. It's so it's so Gen Z and millennial. Whatever. We gotta change the gotta change the terms for everything. We're swarming. Well, swarming bitch in the ass today, folks, because yeah. uh these eight losers from Canada got teens, arrested. Got for arrested murder. for murder. Yeah. They uh were from separate parts of the area and country. Mm, well like the area, the yeah. city. And uh, basically, they uh, formed together on the internet. They don't know each other. And they nope. got together and stabbed basically a homeless guy. Essentially. He was down on his luck, uh, and they stabbed him to death. Yep. Oldest one is 16. Yeah. Down to 13. Yep. Yeah. Good times. So people can complain in the States here how brutal it is, but you don't hear any of that fucking shit. Why we need Krampus back. He'd have taken care of that shit on December 6th. Honestly, what pissed me off with the whole thing is they arrested him for second degree murder. Yeah. I'm sorry. You organized on the internet. Yes. You went over there with the sole intent of killing this guy. With the intention of doing something to It's premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I know it's Canada and they're going to slap him on the wrist and try to save him. Whatever. And who knows how that's going to pan out, but they should lock them away and throw away the key, you know? Yes. And, agreed. And you live the rest of your life thinking about With the knowledge of what you've thinking done, thinking about what you've done and send a message and your choices. No. And send a message to the yeah. others. You yeah. know, if you don't value life, this is what happens. Period. Yep. So, so what's the stock and stuff for today? Well, first, yeah. A what are you? Things. What are you drinking over there? Um, I just realized that. Well, I purchased for us color changing hot, hot cocoa, cocoa mm-hmm. with our Hogwarts house. Yeah. So you're Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I'm Gryffindor. 
they both happen to be red and green. Yeah. Could we be more festive? <laughs> yeah. Just we didn't really kind of, we didn't put that together. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. So. It's green cocoa. Uh, mine is, is, well. I mean, it's a bit on the weak side. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, these are big mugs. It needs to be laced with real chocolate. <laughs> well, you know, then you wouldn't have the magic of the color changing. Like a lint truffle or something like that in there. Yes. Boom. Yes. So our stocking stuffer yeah. is Frau Perchta. Yeah. Who is Frau Perchta? Who is Frau Perchta? Well, let's get to my sources. Yeah. Uh, Burrows of the Dead. Dot com, Frau Perchta, mm. and bone and sickle dot blueberry dot net, Frau Perchta, the belly slitter. So you mean to tell me Britannica didn't have anything with Frau Perchta? Perchta. Perchta? Like I'm on a perch? Yes. Really? So Frau Perchta is the terrifying Christmas witch. I love it. I do too. Frau Perchta, she's not as well known as Krampus these days. Which is really sad, honestly, because this Christmas time goddess, which all around terrifying creature, she I think she should get more a little more, more airtime. Yeah. She's a staple in the Alpine regions of southern Germany and Austria, but no. relatively under the radar in North America. With an Irish name like that? Yeah, right? Weird. So according to Linda Radish, the author of The Old Magic of Christmas, Frau Perchta was also known as Birchta or Bertha and mm. has also been called Spinstubenfra or Spinning Room Lady. She's often depicted with a beaked nose made of iron, dressed in rags, perhaps carrying a cane, and generally resembles a decrepit old crone. Mm. But this old crone packs a mighty wallop. I guess. And carries a long knife hidden under her skirt. She also bears a resemblance to the Scandinavian goddess Frigga, and both of them share one obsession in common, spinning, specifically the domestic neatness generally. Frankly, she's pretty judgy about the state of your home. And for a woman who dresses all in rags, I mean, you know, you'd think she'd be better kept herself if she's going to be so, so she's judgy. throwing stones in a glass house. Correct, mm. correct. So legend has it if you'd not spun all your flax by the 12th night mm. or January 6th for, quote, for when the Christmas season was over, it would be time to set up the big upright loom, at which time you must have enough thread to warp it and start your weaving. And what's Frau Perchta's punishment for those lazy ladies who haven't finished all their weaving? Quote, in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, there were numerous tales of Frau Perchta trampling and even settling, um, setting fire to the half-spun fibers. Oh, so she's out of control. And... If you really irritate her, like, say, not only is your flax not spun, but your house is a total mess, this domestic goddess, which hates a messy house, and you've failed to leave out a traditional bowl of porridge for her, then her rampaging will extend far beyond your slovenly spinning room. She'll do nothing less than steal into your bedroom, disembowel you, and replace your guts with rocks and straw. How about that? 
<laughs> but Perchta does more than just check up on your spinning. Other legends equate Frau Perchta with the legend of the wild hunt and says that she flies through the night sky attended by an army of lost souls, including the demonic-looking Perchton, her army of servants, who are visually nearly indistinguishable from, Kramp- from Krampus. The only way to know for sure is context. Krampus rides abroad at St. Nicholas Eve, while the Perchton tend more toward Epiphany and the last three Thursdays before Christmas, also known as Burstal Nights or Knocking Nights. Also among her army of the night are the souls of unbaptized children. Legend has it, if you hear the wind and thunder roaring and rumbling through the mountains on Burstal Nights, you're really hearing the sounds of Perchta leading the wild hunt. Another one of Frau Perchta's names is Hala, a winter goddess whose name means shining or bright, hence her association with Epiphany, the shining night, on which the star of Bethlehem shone down. Her dual nature is expressed in the fact that there are both evil and ugly Perchton and pretty Perchton, both of whom might find in a um, Perchton loft or Perchton, they run in the alpine regions of Europe. Mm. The pretty Perchton are all well and good, but honestly, I mean, the big show is Frau Perchta, and she's the one that invokes this fear leading up to Christmas. Yeah, so this is the buildup. <laughs> <laughs> so with every passing moment, your anxiety is mounting because you have to finish not only your spinning, but your housework and your cleaning and time for the Christmas season. So you've got to sweep, you've got to mop, you've got to clean, you've got to dust, you got and you've got to make her porridge so that you can leave it out for her. And you're running around all withered and she's got claw-like fingers where she goes over the baseboards and the tops of the cupboards checking for the dust. She creeps through the house like a mad Martha Stewart crossed with the Grinch. And if you should fail in your housekeeping, that's when things get bad. So... So what what time period are we talking here where this story I couldn't get I couldn't get an actual like original date but I do I I can kind of circle the wagons around a time frame. Yeah, cuz I mean we're talking looms and Yeah. So Frau Perchta is also known for as the belly slitter, you know, for disemboweling you and putting in the rocks and the straw in place of your organs. Kinky. Yeah. And apparently she would also inflict that on disobedient or lazy children. And Perchta is only one spelling or name for the figure. It may also be Perta, P-E-H-R-T-A, Perchta, Berta, and a myriad of other names. A particularly good representation of the figure, a woodcut from 1750, identifies her as the Butstenberg with the word Butzen coming from the word for boogeyman. This word also appears in a classic 19th century German song and game, Es danz ein Baba Butzelman, or A Boogeyman is Dancing, from which we hear uh, they, um, in uh, my thing here, Frau Percha, the belly slitter, they actually have a, um, a snippet of the song. Oh. The woodcut in question depicts a crone-like character with dripping, warty nose who's carrying on her back a basket filled with screaming children, 
all girls. She stands before the open door of a house where more girls are screaming and is holding a dangerous-looking pronged staff as well as a distaff, this stick used to hold fibers that will be spun into wool or flax on, a, on the spinning wheel. The importance of the illustration is the way it emphasizes Perchta's connection to spinning and to the females of the household's responsibility for this task. The woodcut also features some text delightfully detailing a series of horrid threats delivered by Perchta, and that is read by Mrs. Carswell. Perchta's name comes from her association with the Epiphany or Twelfth Night, January 6th, last of the 12 days or nights of Christmas, also known as the haunted season. See, used to be that it wasn't October that was spooky season. It was actually Christmas where mm. everyone would sit around and tell ghost stories. Okay. That's where a Christmas carol Chris, I was going to say, that's from. Christmas carol, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, Perchta is a corruption of the word Giberata, in the old high German term for epiphany, Giberata Nat, meaning the night of shining forth or manifestation. Mm. Now, there's another um, name many of you will have encountered if you've read up on Perchta, Perchton, uh, figures very similar to Krampus. And Perchton is the plural, the singular is Perched. Do you think but- Krampus and Percha uh, go steady at all? <laughs> I don't think so. Or they just kind of like sit at like a cafe and just swap stories while the first mention of perchta appears around 1200 the word perchton is not employed until centuries later Hmm. in 1468 there appears a reference to her retinue but its members are not called perchton nor do they explicitly resemble perchton as we think of them today at this stage in perchta's mythology the company she leads is most often understood as spirits of the departed with time and, you know, frequent attacks from the pulpit, Perchta's mm-hmm. pagan company came to be commonly feared not as ghosts, but as demons, something presumably closer to the horned figures we now know, like Krampus. Gotcha. By the 15th century, a tradition involving costumed processions or appearances of these figures had evolved. The very first illustrations we have of Perchta seem to show not the figure herself, but in fact, a masker impersonating Perched with the iron nose. It appears in South Tyrolean poet Hans Wintler's 1411, Die Plumen der Turgent, The Flowers of Virtue. This beak-like nose of Perchta may be related, may be related to the figure's ancient connection to the classic Strix, Pearl for Strigas, mm. which appears in both Greek and Latin text. The Strix is a bird of ill omen, often thought of as an owl, one that visited at visited humans at night to feed on blood and flesh. Bird-like representations of Perchta or the Perchton appear in the Schnabel Perchton, beaked Perchton, figures that appear in the town of Roris, Austria. In addition to Perchta threatening to cut open the bellies of the disobedient, she's sometimes said to stamp on those who offend her. In certain regions, it is the stemp or the tremp from the German word for stamp or trample who appears to frighten the disobedient on Twelfth Night. A medieval poem alluding to the terrible stemp um, was quoted in Grimm's Deutsch mythology as read by Mrs. Carswell as well. One way to avoid Perchta's wrath was to prepare certain foods, particularly a porridge called Perchton Milch, 
which would be per- partially consumed by the family on Twelfth Night with a portion set aside as an offering to the Perchton. Certain signs that the porridge had been enjoyed by the night-traveling spirits could provide omens for the coming year. This custom of leaving out offerings on this night was frequently condemned by the clergy in Austria and Germany. And we hear similar practice involving the Swiss Blessed Ones, Seligenblut, derided in a 17th century account by Renward Cisat, a city clerk of Lucerne. The dead who accompany Perchta and consume these offerings are in many tales called the Heimschen, the spirits of children who have not received baptism. Several tales of Perchta and her Heimschen from Jacob Grimm's Deutsch mythology are recounted. So, this concludes the whole Frau Perchta and the beloved English and American version of her that we would know as Mother Goose. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to Mother Goose. So, all right. Now, now I'm spun. I was all enraptured up with this person that you just don't fucking mess with. You got to keep a hard line. Yeah. Otherwise, Frau's going to get fucking testy with you. Yep. Yep. I mean, you got to have the house clean. You got to make sure your you room's all You got to have your nose check. to the grindstone. Yeah. You got to cook your food. You got to clean your house. You got to get your fares in order. You got to have all of your yeah. your weaving ready to go and done. Yeah. And, like, any any he, of that as off-step Frau. She suffers no fools. Frau's going to come in if, like a hurricane. If your kids are lazy and disobedient and they happen to be girls, well, then that's not so good for them either. Cause... Man. Bye. All right. So how the hell do we go from that? To Mother Goose? To Mother freaking Goose. Well, if you picture Mother Goose, instead of the iron nose, she's got... The mm-hmm. the goose, I can't even say it's goose like, but she does have a beakish, a beakish nose, yeah. and her tales as well are all morality tales. I mean, essentially, you got to have your shit together with Mother Goose as well. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not talking about slitting bellies and disemboweling yeah. people or stealing away slovenly or disobedient children which okay parents let's just go on this for a second if you've got a brat child yeah and you know if you do and if you thought for one second this christmas witch could come and take your brat away wouldn't there be like this tiniest sense of relief I think it's funny because you got Frau's story and now you got Elf on a Shelf. It just shows how like weak and watered down these tales have become. Yeah. And like how much parents like just walk on the glass figurines of children's feelings. Well, I have, I've spent this past week, especially in the uh, Facebook group, I've, I've shared some really good things that. In anticipation of this. Yeah. So, for example, I have one where it's like your typical wolf, like dire wolf, werewolf, like 
vicious beastly animal Mm -hmm. and it's the original german stories and then it's a golden retriever next to it kind of snarling i remember seeing that and it's like disney's version so what's happened is over time everything has just become disney-fied like watered down they're all watered down versions of the original everything is watered down they had to take the bite out of it which if i'm being honest I would love to see a horror, Christmas horror movie yeah. with Krampus and Frau Perchta. Yeah. So it starts where, okay, you've got to do what you've got to do for Krampus. That's December 6th, but you're still not done yet. You've got to appease the Christmas witch, a.k.a. belly slitter. Yeah. So you've got like a month of terror. Toe in the line. Yeah. Where you... You gotta be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there are legit consequences. That is a for, month of yeah. toe in the line. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, if you were to make a movie like that, what would be the scene, like, the environment of that? I don't know if it would just be, like, a house. Maybe, uh, maybe like, a crazy, like, foster home where things are just crazy. No, you know, I'd love to see it in the city. Because you think in the city you're safe. So you're talking like in a, you're talking like your apartment complexes where there's multiple apartments on top of each other. And then Krampus just runs fucking through and brutalizes. Dishes the business. Does does his stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's December 7th and you're like, oh, okay. Clearly it's over. And, you know, you just go about your business. And then all of a sudden, you get to January 6th. You get to the Frau show. And now, the Christmas witch slash belly slitter is like, motherfuckers, you didn't learn anything. Krampus didn't teach you anything. Krampus taught you nothing. (laughs) I got to close this set. Yeah. So... She's the closer. She is the closer. So (laughs) one of the other, and I mean, talk about a fresh start for the new year. Yeah, you'd feel good to be alive. Yeah. After you you made it past Frau's run. I cooked all the things correctly. (sighs) Another. I cleaned everything. Oh, my weaving is done. I am so on schedule for this upcoming year. Like, things couldn't be better for me. I would like to see this really happen just so people have to get back into weaving just to survive. Yes. It's, it's not even if it's practical or useful. You just have to weave. You have to do it. Everybody's like, that first year would be terrible. You die. There'd be a yeah. lot of dying. Yeah. People but, are like, fuck, I don't I mean, know how to weave. Everybody's looking on YouTube quick. Talk about a correction, though. Jeez. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I'm getting in the weave. I'm selling the, yeah, I'm selling the <laughs> weaving uh, equipment. That's what I'm doing. I tell you what, the Asian countries are still freaking doing it. Mm-hmm. They won't have anything to fear. <laughs> Be like, hey, come on in. I didn't make you porridge. I made you rice. I want to see. I wonder what that would do. I would like to see an Asian person say Frau Bercha. Frau Bercha? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny. That would be. I wonder what it would I be. I apologize to Asian I wonder fans, what it would but... be in like Mandarin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Written okay. down or spoken? Yes. 
that always that always amazed me when I was a kid because like I'd see like Japanese or Chinese characters. Oh yeah, and there would be like this long sentence, and it was just like five of these characters. Yep. You know. Yeah. And then I like remember like a paragraph is like four characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, and, what? <laughs> and then someone sat me down, and they're like, no, you know, they tell a whole story. Yep. And I was just like. But every story's different. So, like, is there yeah. a character for every story or is it just kind of generic, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That would be pretty interesting, though, to dive deep, figure out what I've the, always wanted to. What, like, because, like, we have the etymology of, of mm -hmm. our words. I wonder what the etymology yeah. is of their their I've, characters. I've always wanted to hop into that. It's on my, it's actually on my, I have that, I'm a stupid one that has, like, these are all the things I want to do. You know, lists. yeah, none of it's like career job driven. No, it's like, no. you know, I wonder what Asian characters are like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not written exactly like that, but, but it's on there. I don't think it's written in that tone either. <laughs> it's written rather sophisticated. Oh, you know, okay. Just, okay. just my... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there when I wrote it down. It oh, was pretty so you know. It was pretty sophisticated. Yeah. Sophisticated. Yeah. It's uh... <laughs> Yeah. So if I'm being honest, I don't know who I like better. I don't Krampus know. I'm torn now. Frau Perchta. I think I'm But going... I mean, I had to do a Christmas witch. There's a Christmas witch. Of course yeah. I've got to do yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's a perfect stocking stuffer. Yeah. I I'm going to say it. From what I've heard today, because I didn't know much about the Christmas witch. I didn't either. I love I'm, when I stumble across I'm a bit things. of a Frau fan now, I think. I'm a big Frau you fan. Know, I don't know if I'm just burned out on Krampus or, you know, it is. Uh, like I said, I'd love to see a movie with the two of them that encompasses that I got one it. month period no, of time. Krampus movie, a Frau movie, and then the sequel together. Krampus Perchton. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Just like rolls off the tongue. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I I'm definitely going the Frau fan. I I'm I'm a big fan, but I mean, I kind of I I kind of get it though. Because no, I these do. are these are all morality stories. Yeah. Krampus is a, a clear message to kids that mm -hmm. you have to behave. If you don't, there are consequences. The consequences being you get beat with a freaking stick at best. Yeah. At worst or disemboweled. your dinner. Yeah. And then Frau Perchta is you got to have your house in order. Like you've got to take care of your tasks. You got to do your things. Mm -hmm. But like I said, if you do do all of those things, you are set up pretty sweet for the coming year. And it toughens your kid up. Absolutely. Cause you know, there's going to be a few nights of crying to sleep and just straight up fear. So they're, they're figuring out how to handle fear at yeah. an easy, yeah. at an early age. You're figuring it out. Yeah. Yep. You know, if you're like, man, I, <laughs> I made it through the Frau years. Yeah. Crack your knuckles. Yeah. I'm ready for anything at this point. You're like, I'm no pussy. Yeah. I, I can, can do this. I can handle anything. Yeah. You know. Bring it. 
cried myself to sleep for mm-hmm. for days at a at a clip. Yeah. During what's supposed to be the happiest time of the, the year. The happiest season of the year. <laughs> so, I mean, think about it. You're a child, mm-hmm. and it's like 1400, say. Yeah. So you've got you've got Krampus. Like life's you've, not hard enough. You've got Frau Perchta. They're telling ghost stories around the fire mm-hmm. at Christmas time. And you just and and you're also hearing stories about, you know, kids wandering off in the woods and being eaten by witches and and yeah. I mean why why wouldn't you be like, all right, I gotta be on the straight and narrow because if I don't, bad stuff's gonna happen. Well life was that hard all then end anyways. with me dying in some way, shape or form. <laughs> life life was hard then. Yeah. I mean that's so I get that the stories are hard too. Yeah. Everything was just It's gotta toughen you up. Everything tough. toughened yeah. you up. Yeah, instead of this lame stuff we're doing now. It, not on this show. We don't no. do the lame stuff. No, no, no participation. I trophies. didn't understand I I still don't. I don't understand the whole elf on the shelf thing. And and it just uh and you know, and everybody's like, Well, it works, it works. It's like, yeah. But you now shouldn't gonna, have to have a doll narking on a child to Santa to get your kid to behave. Just think about how douchebag it is, though. This doll's going to narc. And in the meantime... The narc on the shelf is what it is. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Tattletale. Actually, what it's telling kids is, you know... Yeah, the way to get ahead in life. You got to tattle on the bad people. Be a narc. Here we are, folks. Yeah. Narc on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's paid in spades. That's uh, something. 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 <laughs> Jeez. Well, thanks for sharing that. Hey, absolutely. I'm going to have one. Uh, I'm taking the next one. Yes, you are. Yeah. So instead of we'll doing do a few our. More. Yeah. Instead of doing our tenants. Yes. Oh, my God. Why don't we do the five worst Christmas carols? Oh, the five worst Kismith? Kismith? Kismith carols? So, Ugh. where were we when we spun up this thing? That's right. We were at we the were diner. We were at raspberries. We are at raspberries. And I think the funny part of this was, is we were coming up with a list of the worst Christmas songs, the most and annoying And they played ones. all of them. And they played, I said, you know what? They'll probably play all of them while we're eating breakfast here. Pretty much. And lo and behold, there yeah. they came. Yeah. Ugh. It's, you know, it's amazing. It's a great time of year. And there's some good Christmas songs. That's the problem. There are. There's some amazing Christmas songs. There are. Beautiful. Yes. Very, just like, even on a spiritual level, beautiful, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. even just nice to listen to. Yep. But the ones that get played, you pull anybody aside, they're like, I don't like this fucking song. Yeah, I hate this I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. No, I, I don't understand it at all. It's it, it really just shows how commercialized yes. the holiday really has become because they're playing this stuff just so a handful of people can get paid and everybody else just loses their fucking mind yeah. standing in line yeah. trying to buy something. So for five, yeah. I've got two of them. It's a tie. Mm. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I agree. And Mary, did you know? Because Mary knew unequivocally that she was carrying God's son. I don't know the Mary 
And a, you know. on account of what kind of song is that? What genre? Besides Christmas song, it, there's, is it there's, poppy or no? It's it. Is it country? Ish. Ish. Yeah, there are more country acts that have done a version than that. Sounds right. Yeah, than non-country. So Mary didn't know she was pregnant. That's exactly that. what they're they're like. Hey, did you know that your kid was going to be this amazing thing and do all these great things? Yeah, she fucking did. She knew from the time of conception. Of conception. Yeah. It's like clearly you don't know <laughs> <laughs> how this all works. I was there. Yeah, it's like she's the like, typical. Yeah, I was there. That's the typical mother <laughs> answer. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. The whole yeah, time. Did. Yeah. The, the whole time. Knew all about it. <laughs> Got frequent updates. <laughs> God and his angels were feeding me shit mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gabriel tipped me off. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel tipped me off right from the beginning. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. All right, so that's five. Those two gems. Okay. So number four. Yeah. Do we want to do... We can think out loud. What do you got? Well, we've got... Uh... I already know what number one and number two are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the Feed the World. The oh, yeah. Do they know it's Christmas time? Mm-hmm. But then there's Paul McCartney's... Simply having wonderful Christmas time. That freaking earworm. Yeah. Ugh. To think that guy <laughs> fronted so the one Beatles. One is four and one is three. Yeah. To think that guy fronted the Beatles and yeah. and has some of the most timeless, mm-hmm. classic, mm-hmm. like amazing mm-hmm. melodies, mm-hmm. just beautiful songs, mm-hmm. and then comes up with that piece of crack. For Christmas. Yeah. Uh, oh. See, I have it playing in my head now. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then. I don't know. I think I dislike Feed the World more. Yeah. I dislike that more. Yeah. I, I have to say. Because I can clearly tell you that I doubt that song fed, fed much of the Pretty world. much anybody. Yeah. I know there's someone listening like, that's not true. And I'm going to say Yes. There was nothing, even when that came out with yeah. the Live Aid thing, yeah. all those self-serving musicians coming together, we're going to create some songs that are going to end poverty. Mm-hmm. Here we are, still hungry. Yeah. Still hungry over yeah. there in Africa. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. And Lots only, of places. And you only did that once. <laughs> yeah, in 1985. Like, oh. And then it was like, okay, it's done. We ended poverty we there. It. You're welcome, by the way. Done. <laughs> Let's just check that. Boom. Yeah. Take that pin out of the wall. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. Poverty's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, we fixed it. And if We're you haven't amazing. heard that song, you've been very blessed in your life. Because basically the song. I think it's impossible for you to have not heard it. Let's say the song's five minutes long. Four minutes. Four minutes or feed the oh. world. Whoa, let let them know it's Christmas. Know it's Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah. it for four minutes. Yeah. A, a room full of, at the time, the best, the best artists. The the. And the heavy hitters. And that's the turd that's they That's what they got. That's the turd they That's what they out. came up with. You know. Yep. For hunger. <laughs> Unreal. Couldn't she just lean into the song a little bit to cure hunger? To cure poverty? <laughs> Instead you all flew into the studio and came out with that turd. Pretend like you care. Yeah, just for one <laughs> second. Actually pretend that you care. Holy my word. It's unreal. It is. Oh my God. It is so narcissistic. It really is. Like you look back at it, it's so yes. narcissistic. Yes. You know, it's just unreal. <laughs> And we were all sitting there. I mean, we were kids at the time. Yeah. We we're like, oh, my God, this is great. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. I guess they're helping the world. They're just helping somebody. And then there was the other song they did, We Are the World. Yeah. Which that actually had some lyrics in it. I mean, They yeah, leaned they, into that one a little bit. A little bit, yeah. You know. But even that, like, one person wrote that whole no, it was, thing, um, wasn't it? It was, was no, Michael wait. Jackson and who's the other guy? Yeah, I'm trying we to. Just we just watched it watched on the Hall, on of, the Fame Hall of Fame Which that, don't even get me started on that fucking show. I'm just going to say Dolly Parton is metal as fuck because mm-hmm. she actually wrote a rock and roll song that she performed at her induction and announced that she's doing a rock, a rock album. album. Because that's what you do. Dolly's nuts, man. Fucking I, love her. Yeah. I have never not loved that woman. Never. Ever ah. never. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. She had... Lionel Richie and... Uh, uh, Michael Jackson did the We was Are the World. Was it or was it Quincy Jones? And uh, Quincy Jones Jackson. was like an arranger, a but I think it, maybe it was Lionel Richie that I know did he the was part of it. Yeah, he like got it all together and did yeah. the producing and yeah. and all that stuff. But I think it was uh, I want to say I think it was Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. Either way, like that one's sorta meh. But the it's feed the world than song. Feed the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just, uh, I think it speaks volumes on its own. Yeah. Like, I think there was a brief period of time where I was okay with it. And then I was like, no, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. Well, and the, the weird part is, is like, they all said the same verse or something like that, but it was a different for we are the world. Well, I mean, at least in that one, they had words. I mean, they yeah, so. they did, we are the world, we are the children, we there's, are the ones that make a brighter day. There's a choice we're making. Right. It's I, it's, it's so far removed blah, 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 from blah. feed the feed world. Feed the world for four minutes. Do they know it's Christmas time? Yeah, for four minutes out of a four minute, 30 second song. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what the actual lyrics to the song are because they spend so much time Feeding the world. Do they know it's Christmas time? They blew their wad. And you know what would be funny is if the name was a title of like, you're welcome. You know. I mean. Not the not the six words they use <laughs> for the song. Yeah. 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 We did this. Yeah. <laughs> so number two. Number two. The second worst uh, Christmas carol is Santa Baby. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> 
Now, which which one? Uh, all of them? All of them except Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Because she's the original. That's the original. And that one? And even that's eh, the, on the tolerable The list. lyrics are mm-hmm. not great. The Madonna one. I. The whiny. I wonder nasally. how many... I wonder how many times someone killed themselves while listening to that just because it was on. Like, that wasn't the reason, but maybe that's what pushed them over the edge. I mean. And they were like, I'm going to do it today. Today's the day. When they're like. I don't have anybody to celebrate the holidays with. I was thinking maybe I might give this another go, but fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Dunzo. No next year. Nope. No no new year, new me. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's definitely a number two. Mm-hmm. Number one, no freaking surprise at all. At I'm all. I'm almost afraid to say it out loud. I know. For fear, like, she'll just appear and just start appear. screeching yeah. it at me. Yeah, or somebody will, like, pull up next to us and have it on the radio <sighs> playing. The odds of that are pretty freaking good because yeah. they play it all the time. All the time. I don't know which is worse. The fact that the song fucking sucks mm-hmm. or the fact that they insist on playing it over and, and over and, and over and over <laughs> again and let me just tell you if you like that song i don't think we can be friends <laughs> like this is a new barometer for me it it's really a new is test. wow like if if that's your your christmas jam okay mm-hmm. bye yeah no I don't I don't need to be part of all of this. Yeah, no. No. So for those of you that think it's Mariah Carey, you won the prize. Yes. <laughs> I don't even want to say the title. No. Not even gonna give it that kind of credit. No, no. it's not happening. But if you love that all song I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> You need to make better choices. I think so. Because that is shit. It is. Shit. What amazes me is how much money she's made off that song. Okay, so fun fact. She put on like some bedazzled outfit. Yeah. To sing that turd Mm -hmm. for a bunch of fucking stupid Minions or whatever. Yeah. And somebody took a side profile of her Mm -hmm. and she looks like a potato. What? Yeah. Like she's, she's just boop. Yeah. With legs. (laughs) And her publicist and her, her PR people demand that you only get face on shots of her. Yeah. Because she looks like a potato. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, that's what you get for singing your shit. Mm, your maybe. potato picture. You're a potato out person. On, out on the web for the world to see. <laughs> so there's actually an interesting story with her. I work with a guy that used to work at Turning Stone. Mm-hmm. And he told me a story not too long ago. I want to say it was like a week ago. We're just talking about casino stories. Right. Yeah. Me, me more being a customer. Yes. And being working there. And he said, there's a reason they don't have big acts at Turning Stone anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it might even be the Oneida Nation because they're all together on that. Well, the Oneida Nation yeah. owns Turning Stone. But <clears throat> what happened was is they had Mariah Carey there. Yeah. And she demanded that every room they occupied there. Yeah, it's in her writer. Was painted white. But like a specific a white. A very specific white. Yeah. So they painted all the rooms, all the curtains, like everything yeah, they had, had to be Everything this was white. that specific white. And she got pissed because in one room there was a crystal in there and it wasn't this white crystal that she was talking about. So they actually lost money yeah. with her being there. And they were like, you know what? No more big nope. acts. We're no done. more. So if you're in the central New York area. And you're like, hey, or they used to do shows at You're Turning going Stone. to an Oneida Nation uh, casino in New York, and you're wondering why they don't have, quote, unquote, big names there. Thank, uh, thank the diva herself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Unreal. I was not surprised. None of that surprised By that me. story one bit. No. Not one bit. I nope. just was not surprised. The so. stories I've heard about how she treats her. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Her assistance mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. Karma. Karma better catch up. That's that's all I've got to say. It probably catches up with her every day. You know. I hope so. Oh, I mean, honestly, who takes her seriously? Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's, there there definitely has been a and anybody uh, shift. That's, and anybody that's taking her seriously wants to move forward in the career. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's no... No, there's no I, I don't think there's really any kind of connective uh, yeah. tissue there, no. so to speak. Yeah. So, all right, those are the losers. What's yes. the one song that makes you think, like, all right, Christmas has started and, like, you're excited about it? What's that song? I have two. I love Oh Holy Night. Mm -hmm. Especially done by like an opera singer. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's beautiful. The goosebumps, tears. Those old classic yes. Christmas songs are amazing. And do you hear what I hear? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are my two. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, if I have to listen to Christmas carols, I prefer they be instrumental. Mm -hmm. I can listen to those all day. When you start putting your freaking words, no, in there, yeah, I'm getting away from instrumentals, yeah. like actual, like vocal, yeah. like yep. you know. Those are the two. For me, my two, mm -hmm. Frank Sinatra, doing Silent Night. Mm -hmm. I just uh, his voice and that doing yeah. it, and it's very like mild orchestra in the background, and yeah. like he's just leading the train, and oh, it's just oh, it's amazing. And then there's. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. I, I'd i be lying. Dickory do and, and dickory dock. And don't forget, forget to hang, hang up, up your sock. sock. It's the holiday season <laughs> now. Me coming down the chimney. Coming down the chimney. Yeah. To yeah. me, that's when Christmas starts. I yeah. hear that song and if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. if I hear anything by Johnny Mathis, yeah, or um, oh God, who's who's the other one? Like Andy Williams. Andy Williams is the one that I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah, if I hear anything from either of them, yeah. 
It's a marshmallow world in the winter. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay. Andy Williams has those nice, goofy Christmas songs. You know, they're... Eh. No, I say, like, goofy, like, you know, just the the singing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, he doesn't take himself seriously, no, which which I no. think is what I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like those. Mm-hmm. Because that's what, like, that's what my grandmother's Christmas albums were. The Time Life Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Time Life Treasury of Christmas. Come on, guys. Like, that's what I grew up on. Mm. But it's Oh Holy Night and Do You Hear What I Hear because you never hear them, especially if you're out shopping and they're playing the Christmas carols. You rarely, you might get Do You Hear What I Hear. Mm. Odds are you are not going to get an Oh Holy Night. No. And for me, it really truly is Oh Holy Night. When I hear that, I'm I'm like, oh, it's that time. It's that time. I got to get get six trees to seven (laughs) trees up in the house. I got to do all my trees. I got to do all my trees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, lucky for me, I'm looking to add some more trees. Yeah. Well, and here we were trying to kick a half hour uh, stocking stuffer, and here we are at 50 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. I told you I was going to stuff your stocking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is, uh, yeah, I don't. we're not going to have any other ones before the holiday. No. So we wish everyone but a very- But we do have another week, and yep. we will, it won't be a stocking stuffer anymore. It'll well, just no. be, it'll be a boner episode. Yeah, bonus, yeah. Yeah. Or a late stuffer, you mm-hmm. know. But, yeah. Guess what we found in the closet? (laughs) (laughs) It's still wrapped. It hasn't been wrapped yet, but... It's from Santa. I knew I bought it. It, I mean, I knew we were getting it. (laughs) A present for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, we hope everyone has a lovely holiday. If uh, you have a break... Please enjoy it. For those that are working, hang in there. You'll get through it. And please, folks, for the people that are working, just give them a freaking break. Be nice. Seriously, just be nice. Give them a break. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It's not. They're they're going through worse than you. So one of my friends posted, and it was a memory. And she goes, I will repost this every year. And she goes, don't be given the retail people attitude because you waited until Mary's water broke to get your Christmas <laughs> shopping done. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. It's not a, their fault. No. You need to You need to just keep chill. better track of your things. You just need to chill. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I'll say it as a uh, a longtime former retail worker. You know, it just uh, it, it's pointless, and it, yeah. and they don't deserve it. I always laugh. People come shopping in, and they'll go, "You know, it's a shame you're working today." It's like you know, if you didn't come, yeah, if you weren't here, if you they weren't here, be there. they wouldn't be open. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just. Uh, Oh, it's horrible. And I get it's horrible yeah. that you have to work you know, on. Yeah, they don't see the anything you're doing. 
as they're shoveling the stuff from their cart onto yeah. their conveyor belt. Same yeah. thing with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's uh, and I and I remember you know working those days and it was just people. Ch- I get it. Like you're trying to be nice, but like it's the worst kind of nice you could try to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. No. It doesn't carry any water. It doesn't carry yeah. anything. It's like yeah, you're here. Yeah. The reason I'm here is because you're here. Yeah. If next year, if everyone just decided I'm not going to this store, yeah, or I'm not doing this, they won't open. Yeah. You know, it's done. That, it's that simple. It's yep. done. Um, but yeah, no, I I hope everyone has a a great holiday break. Yeah. Be nice around your family members. Yes. If you disagree, guess what, folks? You disagree. Yeah. That's it. You can leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Yep. You, you don't know, have to uh, change life is, hearts and minds. Life is too short, and I can speak from it. Jen can too. Yeah. You don't know how long your family members are going to be around. Yes. You don't know how long. Yeah, and do you want your last conversation with them to be to a be heated argument? To be something you got to live with for the rest of your life. Yeah. You yeah. Because that'll... Uh, I think Dalton had it right. Just be, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> And I'm going to be honest, it's pretty easy to just be nice. You know, for someone like me who... Uh, Who's not nice. I wasn't nice. <laughs> I wasn't nice for a long time. I really wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'd be nice and friendly and try to be humorous with things, but mm-hmm. but I, I definitely know my colder era, and I've try, I try every day to change my ways. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's like working out. You have to just be nice. Yep. And and then you realize that being nice is the best way to be because even if somebody's doing something that's off, you know. Yeah, the and nicer you, you are, the shittier they and look. And you're nice, the, yeah, the worse they look. Mm-hmm. And now I find myself praying for that person that I used to just want to beat up in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. What a 180 you've taken. Whew, yeah. Yeah. And as little as, what, two years. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There was a guy who got in my face and I'm sitting there thinking like, buddy, you're so glad you didn't do this two years ago. Yeah. So glad. I think we're all glad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, eventually that's what I started to realize with the kind of rage issues I would have from time to time is that everything was destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, even destroying myself, but just right. like, yeah, everything was a mess. But yeah, no, there's times now where it happens. I look and I'm just like, oh, you're just so lucky. This was two years later because, uh, you know, somebody be picking you up off the floor. Yep. Once I get off you. <laughs> <laughs> if so you got off with that being said, folks, please be good to each other. Yes. Please be nice to each other. Yes. That's our. That's our holiday wish. Yes. And most of all, thank you so much for being an amazing fans. Yes. And being just wonderful, wonderful listeners and fans. The participation we love. Yes. Um, we're just so blessed and so fortunate. We to truly have, are. To think two years ago we did this and we were hoping, you know, all right, we were hoping a handful of people we at know, best would listen. We know han- we know people are going to come out that we know. Yeah. And and then we, you know, we pretty much thought 
the truck was going to just disappear. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe it'd just be a, a, a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're not in the top 10 charts of anything, but we're no. in the top 10%. Yeah. Of podcasts. And so that's, that's something. And we're in the top 100 of horror podcasts. We'll get there. And, uh, no, honestly, I just like, this is, if this was the best it got, I'd be elated with it. I love it. Um, I love the, uh, I love seeing when the episodes drop and, and everybody, you know, swarms in and grabs them. And then there's these certain days where it hits, you know, and, uh, I can't believe people from other countries are listening to us. I think it's great. I I think it's it's great. It's amazing. In a time where it's certainly humbling. Yeah. You know, but they can literally, you yeah. You can listen to anything. No, and that's what I feel very blessed about. And I want to yeah. thank you so much from the just all of my heart. Is I know, we know that you have a ton of options yep. as far as podcasts go. You have mm-hmm. millions of them. Yeah. To be to be fair and honest. And yep. uh to be fair. To and, be fair. And uh and and you and you picked us and, yeah. and we uh we love we love you for it. It just uh thank you so much. Absolutely. And uh, we say it all the time. We'd be doing this if no one listened. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we would. We originally, you know, I'll tilt the hand. We thought this would be cool for uh, young nieces. Yeah, the nieces and nephews. And nephews. On, on definitely your side of the family. Yeah. Because mine are growing and older, which they're listening to the show yeah. on my side. And uh, yeah, I thought, you know, we thought, oh, you know what? They could at least It'd know be like a record of us. what we were like, yeah. you know, and they could maybe get a good glimpse of us. That was one of the reasons. There was many. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, to see it turn in this direction and then every year, I mean, it's two years, but we doubled last year's growth. I'd I like mean, pretty much. Double it again. And I mean, if we keep doing that, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, we're just so happy to have who we have listening Yes. And uh and we love your feedback. We love the recommendations. We do. Uh, Keep them coming. Please do cuz we you know, we have our our topics set out, but as some of the best episodes we've had and favorite ones. Yeah. were ones that were recommended by listeners. Yes. Um yep. you know, so it was great looking into that and and learning about it and just how much I've learned in the last 2 years. I went from somebody that didn't believe in ghosts. Uh, I remember doing the ghost thing mm-hmm. and I was playing the mm-hmm. kind of cynic mm-hmm. um, where, where I still have a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. I have my, my, my bit on it, you know, where I think it's more demonic entities mm-hmm. than, than anything. Uh, but yeah, just the growth I've had in doing these mm-hmm. and also just the knowledge, the cults of the month were, I didn't realize at all what we were getting into with that and no. how much I've just learned about human beings and, yeah. and, and things like that. It's been yeah. amazing. And, uh, yeah, we hope you feel the same that, yes. you know, cause we like to do these horror topics, but we said from the beginning, you know, we don't want to do movies and we want to do no. these kind yeah. of horror tropes and legends and, yeah. and things like that. And, and because learn none of that makes sense without, the history. How, how did yeah. we get there? How did we get to these stories? Yeah. And a lot of listeners that I've encountered physically and enjoyed the show 
specifically mentioned that. And I was very happy to hear that because that's our big love in it is yeah. learning. Yeah. Where did vampires come from? Where did Frau Perkchuk come from? Yeah. And where did uh, Krampus come from? Mm -hmm. And where, you know, and then these serial killers, like not just get into the brutal part of it, but just like how they got there. And yeah. And, uh, and you know, how that happened and why There's a direction. And, there's a path. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's the recipe for it? Mm -hmm. Especially with the cults. They just, the recipe, you saw it over and over yeah. and over again. The secret and, sauce isn't so secret. Not so much, but yeah, it just shows, uh, you get these conditions. Yes. And when all of these conditions come together, that's when the fun begins, you know. Is it though? <sighs> Is that I don't know. Fun? It's keeping us entertained. It is. So it is. With all that being said, uh, thank you so much. We love you. Have a wonderful holiday, and make good choices. Take care. <laughs>